Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet, like I've said many times before, if we want to continue to celebrate our lives as we're aging, we have to be mindful of our health. And today's show is going to be especially helpful and informative. Our guest, Dr. Hedva Barinholtz-Levy, is an expert in geriatric pharmacy, drug therapy, and medication for older adults. She's also the founder of a community-based senior care pharmacy practice and has published a numerous, numerous peer-reviewed journal articles focusing on drug therapy for older patients. But now Dr. Levy has authored a critically important book that I hope each of you will consider adding to your own library. And believe me, I'm really emphasizing this because it's called Maybe It's Your Medications, and this book is packed with life-saving information. Boy, am I excited about interviewing you, Dr. Levy. So let's get going and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be with you today. Well, and first off, I want to begin by thanking you uh, for writing this book. It's practical, it's comprehensive, it's cutting edge, and it's also not only filled with, you know, for life-saving, as I said, information, it's written in terms that we lay people can understand, uh, because sometimes these can get kind of complex, but you have a great rating style, too. So, uh, And also, you've been getting rave reviews, so I'm wondering, as the author, how that must feel to you to be able to share your knowledge and make such a difference in people's lives. Well, thank you for the question. Thank you for those wonderful comments. Um, it, it, it has been a, a long-standing long project for over 20 years. I've been thinking about the topic. I've been working with older adults in the community. I, see, I work with them in their homes, so I see so many of the issues that come up. And um, it, 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 it's, it's come together, a long-term project, to see it out there released and get the feedback. is It's a little scary, of course, as an author, but if I can help at least one person understand their drug therapy better and ask the right questions that can prevent an important problem, then I've, I've done what I set out to do. But I do hope it reaches a lot of people and it starts the conversation that we need to be talking about our medications and understand they have some risks sometimes too, along with the benefits, so that we can just age in a healthy manner and not... Um, struggle with some adverse drug effects that are, could, that are related to the medicines that no one might be thinking about. Well, and two, I think it plugs a hole. I know that's not too elegant way to put it, but uh, because doctors are really busy this time, you know, I don't know, I get like 10, 15 minutes, and, mm-hmm. you know, pharmacists are dispensing drugs, and, and you know, you don't really, chat, you know, many of us, okay. and I, I my, me included, don't necessarily take the time to chat with them. So, again, this book is a great start to opening our eyes and really realizing what, you know, what we're putting in our mouths. And this was a shock to me that you share that 19 million adults who are 65 and older are taking five or more medications daily. That is a whopping number. Absolutely, and that translates to about 42% of that population. And the numbers tripled in the past generation, and that, that's what floors me. So I, I got my PharmD and I started practice in 1990. And in that period, my period, of, that period of time that I've been practicing, the uh, it's gone from maybe 13% of older adults taking five or more meds to 42%. Um, so that just illustrates how medicines are everywhere, and we're using them much more frequently. 
and not always stopping to think, are they really necessary or, or beneficial for us? And again, as we get older, that balance changes a little bit. Some medicines are, are not going to be as effective, yet the side effects still persist. And we have to think about that balance, too. Well, and the subtitle of your book I loved, How to Avoid Unnecessary Drug Therapy and Adverse Drug Reactions, because, boy, again, um, returning to a word I've said I think three times already, life-saving, because it is often a life-and-death issue. And I learned so much from your book, but I'm going to show off now, I hope I can say this correctly, a new word that you taught me, Okay. pharmacokinetics. <laughs> okay, you did great. So, yay. <laughs> that is a word that is almost unpronounceable but it relates to something very important. So please explain the word and what uh, elders are prone to experiencing. Sure, yeah. So that word against pharmacokinetics, and I break it down, that pharmaco referring to the medications and kinetics referring to the movement of, and it, it's, it's really how the body handles the medications. Every pill we take or uh, injectable or a patch or whatever, the, the medication gets into our system, our blood somehow, and it moves through the body and the body eventually gets rid of it, eliminates it somehow. And I talk about the four components of pharmacokinetics, which involves the absorption of the medication, how it distributes, moves throughout the body, and then how it might be metabolized. Many medications are transformed in the liver, usually, and then they get out of the body, and, and the problem, the, the main organ we think about with older adults especially is the kidney, is the main, uh, one of the major ways medications leave our body. And um, we see some changes along all four of those um, aspects of the pharmacokinetic pathway, if you will, but the kidney function is the one that stands out most with, with older adults because as we get older, the kidney function tends to decline simply because of age. Um, and, and for some people, it, there's other, other insults, maybe high, high blood pressure or medications they've taken in the past that might also harm the kidneys and, and affect how they function. But even just getting older makes a difference for most of us. Um, so it's very important to think about the dosages of medications as we get older. And again, in, in health, we talk about 65 and older, and, and there's a lot of diversity in that, within that, um, that older population. But there's so many examples where medications are dosed at a regular dose for a, young, a younger aged adult, um, but it's maybe dangerously high for someone who is 75, 85, 90 years old kind of thing. Boy, again, I told you this book is life filled with life-saving information, and that is one point, you know, that I don't think a lot of doctors even think about. And I, you know, when you said about how the medication recently, how it's been more and more prescribed, again, from physicians, I don't know, but I've heard, and I, again, I don't want to cast aspersions or anything, but sometimes they get paid by drug companies, and I know drug companies, you know, go and, and solicit their, you know, present their drugs and these life-saving, you know, whatever and sometimes, you know, it might not always be in the best interest of the patient. So if our doctor starts prescribing a new medication, what are some of the questions we should ask before we agree to take them? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and you touch on and, uh, a lot of important concepts um, because even the, the drug advertisement, not only to, of course, pharmaceutical companies want to push their medications, um, and, and we, that we have to be aware that there's a lot of marketing going on with, with the drug therapy, stuff we're seeing, maybe what the, the healthcare professionals are being exposed to as well. But if, when, when, a new when a new symptom comes up or a new medication is suggested that we want to maybe to be prescribed, 
I think it's important to stop and understand what are we treating, what's the medication, what, what is the med- medication going to do for us, how, how will it help. Um, I personally like to kind of hold back on drug therapy. I don't want to add medicines unless they're absolutely necessary. So it's important maybe to ask, is there some, some other way to manage this health condition? Do we have to jump to a medication right away? Or can we wait several months? Can I try something else? And we call those non-drug or non-pharmacologic um, ways to manage conditions. Um, another great question might be, again, if you're kind of looking to, before jumping on a, a medication, is how effective will it be? Sometimes they're, depending on the, the condition, some medicines are not going to be largely effective. It might help you. Well, is it worth trying another pill, or do you want to hold off? And I'm thinking about things like maybe... Um, uh, for a, if you have a stomach pain, so many people might complain of, a, of some heartburn or my stomach doesn't feel right, and the physician might prescribe a, a medication that reduces stomach acid. And then that medication is continued for months and years on end. And I've sat down with people where I've asked, um, for every medicine I always ask, what's it for? What, do they, do the, does the person understand what it's for? And is it helping? Um, and for something, and I've been people have said to me, no, my stomach still is a problem. I, you know, but they continue to take it, and they don't stop to go back to the physician to say, I've been taking this medicine. It doesn't seem to be helping the symptom. Let's relook at it. Um, so I try to throw in examples as I can in in the book to help dr- drill home the the idea and, and help people understand the types of things that might come up. Um, also, looking for interactions. Does this medicine interact with anything else I'm taking? Um, that's important to um, to avoid some of the problems that we can have. And then what kind of side effects? I think every medicine has a, a benefit and a risk, and that is a balance, if you will, and to understand what are the side effects of the medicine or potential side effects, and is that worth it to me based on the, the health condition? Um, and I also want to be clear that, you know, for certain health conditions, we need to treat them. There's no question we have to be aggressive and, and drug therapy is appropriate. But when there might be an option for lifestyle change, um, even something with blood pressure or high cholesterol, there's a way to manage those conditions, um, diabetes, of course, with lifestyle changes. And maybe that's the way to go. Unfortunately, you mentioned those doctor visits are sometimes short, right? The average number, I've heard seven or eight minutes thrown around. Um, it takes time to talk about those lifestyle changes, but they can be very important for certain health conditions. Oh, I love what you just said because, yeah, I, I you know, and two, when you see, you know, you're talking about marketing medications, you know, you see t- commercials on TV, they're all dancing around happy, and then they go, and some of the side effects could be death, <laughs> right. this or that, but the music right. is very uplifting. Yep, the music like, and the images oh just gosh. covered over. <laughs> Right, yeah. right, and, I know. yeah, and that, and I, I, I like, I like to throw out the little factoid that only New Zealand and the U.S. allow those types of commercials straight to consumers. So, and, and we're wow. bombarded. You sit and watch the an evening show, and I, I have a, a running joke in my at home. I want to create a list of every medication and all the commercials that we see um, constantly on TV. Well, and the other thing I want to mention in your book, when you talk about interactions and things like that, you've got very comprehensive but readable and very clear charts about if you take this medication or this, you know, this is and it mixes with some other medication or whatever. Here are the side effects, and I just thought that is so helpful as a ongoing resource. I mean, I wouldn't suggest necessarily reading straight through the book. 
and at one sitting, uh, you want to keep mm-hmm. this book as, you know, a very handy. And anytime you have mm-hmm. any issues or any new prescriptions added to your list, make sure you check out uh, Dr. Levy's book because, boy, it is it is great. And, two, getting back to what we were talking about now, what are some of the signs that we might experience if we are getting over-medicated? You would mentioned kidneys might be damaged, but how would we know something's going on? What are some of the signs we need to look for? I, I always tell people you, you are the last link in that healthcare chain, if you will. So the physician will prescribe, the pharmacist will, dis, uh, will dispense the medicine to you, but you're the one taking that medicine every day, and you know how you feel day to day. And an important message I have is, is the importance of communicating how you feel and your experience with the medications to your healthcare team. Um, so some of the side effects can be very subtle, and again, that's another challenge as we get older. Um, it might just fe- you might you might feel like you're you're more tired than usual. Um, you might have a vague achiness, um, something you can't really put your finger on of sorts, but something's off. Um, certainly, the bigger red alert type issues would be if there's a sudden change in um, your thinking, confusion, the mental status changes abruptly. Um, Physical changes, if uh, increased fall falls or instability, sorry, um, with how you're walking or your balance, um, those are some important um, triggers for sure. Um, But I always tell people, if you feel something's a little bit off or different, uh, it's important to bring that that concern up because it, it it could be your medications. I chuckled. This title came very last minute to me, but it really gets down to it because we prescribe, we take the medicines. Here's you know here's a pill. It'll help this symptom. Um, it's important to make sure it is helping the symptom, and if it's not, let's talk about it. Well, and in addition to uh, medications prescribed by physicians, of course, there's all sorts of over-the-counter drugs. I don't take a lot of those, but I do take a ton of supplements. And boy, oh boy, I got my eyes open, as I mentioned before we went on there. On page 94 are three supplements I take uh, and some of the, uh, you know, some of the results mm-hmm. or the outcomes from taking those. Fish oil, biotin, and turmeric, and those seem relatively benign to me. Right. And I love that you bring this up because mo- many people don't even think of supplements as being a medication. And I, I state in my book, it's not, not traditional to call them medications, but I do because I want people to think about them in that sense. Um, they're regulated as food by the Food and Drug Administration. So they don't have the rigorous, they're not required to have that rigorous study that medications do. Even over-the-counter drugs do have more study behind them, research behind them. Um, so, yeah, these, met, these supplements, I always look for, you know, do no harm. So the question is, are they going to be helpful? We hope so. There is some information that turmeric may, might help with inflammation. So some people take that for arthritis, for example. Um, we want to make sure the, med- the, the supplements aren't going to harm you. And I don't want to um, alarm people too much, but it's important to know that the, we, we trust the manufacturer who puts a dietary supplement on the shelf that it is made under quality circumstances and the, what's in the bottle, what's in that each tablet, is indeed what's on the label. But there are testing reports, certain bodies that do testing of these different products, and we, you can find unlabeled ingredients in some of the dietary supplements, not necessarily with, with the turmeric or garlic things that, that older adults might use, 
maybe more with, with some of the protein muscle building products we, we hear about that. But regardless, I think we should be aware that these the supplements are regulated differently. So I always tell people, buy them from a pharmacy you trust, at a, you know, at a pharmacy you trust, and hopefully and look for, you know, um, uh, lot numbers and expiration dates on the label to hopefully, hopefully you're getting a, a quality product. But we don't know if it's going to be helpful, and we hope it's not going to be harmful. But the so studies are growing, but we just don't have the research on all these supplements. So it's definitely yeah, a buyer and, beware kind of thing. Yeah, and it is something that people that, you know, that, I care about my health, <laughs> and a lot of you know. As you get older, of course, you care more because when you're younger, you take it for granted. But so that 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 lure of t- oh, take this supplement. I mean, I don't like I say I don't necessarily fall for the medications, but boy, that, that it's powerful. You know, oh, take this, and you know, you keep your brain sharp and all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. Right. But right. you also yeah. in chapter seven recommend taking non-drug actions as a way to mitigate some of these discomforts. I'll call them discomforts of aging. <laughs> So what are some of the ways we can maintain good health without taking drugs? Yeah. So um, it's such an important chapter, but as I say, that's the tip of the iceberg. I, I would love a whole other book that really addresses, digs into those aspects. It starts with our nutrition and our physical activity are, are the, certainly the, the key behaviors that we, all, we, we are always talked, we are always told about, and we need to eat better and, and be, be more active. But there's truth to that, and, it doesn't, and there's different ways to get the physical activity in. Um, I think nutrition is important. I learned, and um, even it was, a, it was through my mother, actually, where I, it ca- I came to realize that not everyone understands what a protein is and where we find protein, what a carbohydrate is, and why it's important, and, and the, the fats and the role of fats in our health as well. Um, so understanding what, what's in the foods we eat and what's really important. As we get older, making sure we get enough protein and very nutrient-dense food is the term um, because we need fewer calories as we get older, but we still need all those nutrients and the protein included. So it's important to, to think about what we're choosing to put in our bodies as we get older. Um, but certainly when you think about diabetes and um, heart conditions, high blood pressure, cholesterol, nutrition makes such a difference and can really improve or help us manage those long-term conditions incredibly if we could make some of those lifestyle changes. I talk about not smoking, of course, is critical. Um, getting enough sleep, that's come up as a... Um, an issue of more and more importance that we need to get enough sleep. We clear some of the, we think we clear some toxins in our, from our brain during, during sleep. So that might help with our, our brain health, keeping us healthier longer. Um, And then um, trying to think of some of the other things that are in there, but it's, it's, it's so important just to think about what else can we do with our lifestyle um, rather than just jumping to the medication. Well, absolutely, Dr. Lee, and you've been so generous with your time. I, I hope, you know, <laughs> I said it would be about 15 minutes, and I'm going way over, but I have a couple more questions if you're willing to answer them. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. And one of them is uh, the chapter on medication adherence. We've talked a lot about, well, you don't need to take, but once you're prescribed these drugs, why is this important? And I know you talk about people can forget or just decide to manage. I might be one of those, I think I'll cut it in half on my own. Right. Maybe that's right. not the best idea, right? 
Right, exactly. Um, and that's a, it's an interesting chapter. I don't know how, I'm curious how people will receive that one because everyone, everyone seems to think I'm doing just fine, I'm taking my medicine, medicines, I'm doing great. But there are lots of issues that can come up that we don't recognize that we're taking a medication, not according to the instructions. Maybe someone just didn't, forgot, just didn't pay attention to the instructions. People take medicines for years on end, and, and I, I think they just get, they uh, don't always read that label, and sometimes the instructions might change. For example, um, cost becomes a, can be an issue. Side effects can become an issue. Um, so it's important that we just to be aware of the problem of non-adherence, not taking the medicines as instructed, can lead to other problems. The worst case, if you're not taking your medicines like the doctor wants you to be taking them, the condition won't be treated. So your health could worsen over time. Also, there are plenty of examples where the doctor might add additional medications, not realizing you're not taking the, the first stuff that he or she prescribed, right? So yeah. we can get added prescriptions because of that. But I also think today, certainly with the cost of the medications, it becoming such an, a, an issue, a growing concern, we need to make sure we have those conversations with our physician and pharmacist if there's something that we don't like because of a cost concern. There's ways to work around it or changing therapy or get assistance with the payment. Um, so communication is the biggest thing. Don't, if you, if you want to, you know, take the medicine every other day for whatever reason you have a concern about, talk to your physician or pharmacist about it. Um, to see what can be, you know, address the concern you have. And, again, there's, it, everything is so patient-specific, I don't want to give too many examples, but that communication is important. Um, but not taking medicines uh, is challenging. And, and as, as we get older and you're taking multiple medications different times a day, it can be challenging to manage your, your drug therapy. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and, and, and on that note about the speaking, uh, what is, I promise this is close to the last question, but what is a medication review and why, why do we need it? How should we go about asking for one? Sure. Uh, so a medication review, in, in my mind, is a very comprehensive look at everything a person is taking. And by everything, I mean the non-prescription Medication. So those supplements we talked about, as well as anything over-the-counter, analgesics, analgesics, pain medicines, uh, something for your stomach, aspirin, anything like that. Um, looking at everything, and I describe eight types of medication-related problems that we all should be looking for. Um, everything from the dosing, is it, is it dose too high or too low? I mentioned the kidney function being a concern before. Um, maybe is there anything we're not treating? That's something that's important to discover in a medication review as well. But it's mostly looking at any possible side effects that a person is experiencing that no one has recognized is caused by a medication. Um, so pharmacists are trained in drug therapy. We've had, we've had six, seven, eight years of training in, in medications, and this is what we do when we know we know best. Um, so I always say a medication review by a pharmacist is the best way to go. Um, but anyone, when we get in this older adult um, world, um, a geriatrician, if you have a, a physician who's well-versed in, in geriatric drug therapy, that would be a good person to talk to or, um, again, any healthcare professional trained in geriatrics. But, again, the pharmacists know all the medicines. Where you get one is the challenge because pharmacists have the best knowledge, but we're not we're, we're, when we're busy dispensing at a community pharmacy, we don't always have the time to do a thorough review. But I will always say ask. Many pharmacies are doing reviews by, uh, by appointment, possibly. If you are enrolled in Medicare Part D, 
there is a, a, a possi possibility there called a comprehensive medication review through your Part D plan. So I encourage people to call their Part D plan to find out if they're eligible for a review at no charge. And then there's um, a lot of senior care pharmacists like myself around the country who will do um, medication reviews like this, these comprehensive reviews looking at everything you're taking on a, a private pay basis, you know, for cash basis typically. Um, so I throw out some other suggestions on how to find, find the pharmacist. It's challenging, and I will say that, but be the squeaky wheel and get the time from a pharmacist to get that review. Well, speaking of time, Dr. Levy, you have been incredibly generous. I was looking forward to this interview, but you have exceeded my expectations oh my for sure. Great. So thank happy. you, um, not only for writing this wonderful book, but thank you for spending the time and answering all these questions. I think uh, my listeners, at, or our listeners, as well as me, myself, have learned so much, and this topic is vitally important. I'll say it again, I think for the fifth time, life-saving. Thank you for your time, your information, and your generosity. You are more than welcome. Thank you so much. Well, and for you listeners out there, again, this book belongs in everybody's personal library. It's called Maybe It's Your Medications. It's going to give you a wealth of critical information, health-related issues and insights, and real support to keep you educated on medications and supplements so you can keep thriving for years to come. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.